New research reveals that one in three parents with children under five are not taking their kids to swimming lessons, which is a bit silly, despite one in four admitting they have experienced a near-drowning event, while 28% of parents who pay for extracurricular activities exclude swimming, despite children under five being four times more likely to drown than any other children. Learn to Swim Week is coming up from the 23rd to the 2nd of October. And swim schools across the country are offering free swimming lessons to children under five, which I think is a fabulous idea, Laurie Lawrence. What do you reckon? Yeah, mate. No, it's, it's terrific. And off the back of uh, Professor Jorgensen, Robert Jorgensen, did a longitudinal study to show that kids, no matter what their economic background, yep. who have lessons early, by the time they get to prep four years of age, they're up to 10 months ahead of their peers socially emotionally, physically and intellectually. They're smarter, they're better coordinated and they are just socially better. My youngest grandson, Lincoln, he's now uh, coming up to uh, his three next birthday and he's been in since he was a baby and he's uh, just sort of pretty well completed those first courses and my son and his partner think it's, you know, as, as they should, think it's a very, very important thing because it's amazing how many people think that, and even kids when they get up to about 10, I've got a really sad story of some friends of mine, they were at this big pool party for a 10-year-old in Perth a few years ago and... Um, they actually, everybody was standing around the pool. The pool was full of kids and everything was going A-OK and then it all finished and everybody got out of the pool and they noticed then that there was one lying on the bottom of the pool. No, dreadful, mate. And it's just dreadful. dreadful, absolutely dreadful. And I notice all the results that have come out lately, just last week or the week before, the number of men drowning, you know, adult men drowning in Australia these days is terrible. But you've got to get the kids in early, haven't you? As soon as they, as soon as they can get in the water, you've got to get in there and get it done. Yeah, I'm a great believer, mate, in teaching little kids to swim at an early age. It does take some some effort on the part of the parents, and a lot of parents are busy these days, two people working to pay for their homes. Um, so the grandparents, people like yourself and myself, we have to play a big part. We have to get those kids in and, and spend time with them because I'll tell you something, if you want a kid to learn to swim, you want a flower to grow, you water it. You want a kid to learn to swim, you water it. Yep. The more you get it in the water, the better they will learn to swim. They'll learn to float, relax, and before you know it, they're using propulsive movements to move around through the water down to the bottom. They become like little fish. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. And uh, as usual, you are well and truly behind it. So during Learn to Swim Week, September 23 to October 2, which is coming up, Swim schools across the country are offering free swimming lessons to children under five. So if you actually have one, or maybe you're a grandparent like me who's got a couple of really small kids, get them into it. Take them along if the parents haven't got time to do it. Laurie, always great to chat with you, mate. Take care. I know you've got a bit of a flu at the moment, but uh, hopefully you'll get over that soon. Oh, we'll get over that before learning to swim week, mate. <laughs> get in there and get these little kids going. I won't be breathing on them. <laughs> Take it easy, mate. See you, mate. Spoke with uh, former MLA Murray Cowper from Murray Wellington about uh, Wayne Gregson's comments regarding uh, the Yale Loop, the Ferguson inquiry about uh, the Yale Loop uh, Harvey fires, and uh, he wasn't all that flash about them. He sort of wondered why on earth Wayne Gregson, who was the who was vacating the post of the boss of DFES, um, he would actually bother to come out and say something like that when he had the opportunity to say something like that ages ago and never bothered. I've got Dave Gossage on the line, the president of the Association of Volunteer. Bushfire Brigades. G'day, Dave. 
Good morning, Bacchus. How are you today? Not bad, mate. What do you reckon of Wayne Gregson's remarks? You reckon he should have just put a sock in it, seeing that he was leaving and he didn't have to come out with that a couple of days before he did leave? Quite a few volunteers have rung me about that, just saying it's pretty unprofessional and uh, and uh, gutless. And, and so he should have rethinked what he was saying because he had the opportunity, like everybody else, to have his say and he chose to keep silent. Um, and and he he makes those statements when nobody has the right of reply as he's parting out the door. That's so um, unprofessional. It's it's just really disappointing. But clearly, when you have a report that points out his failings and especially his culture that he had brought into the department, his failing community and failing government, well, it's only natural he's got to have a passing shot on the way out because it's criticising him and his culture that clearly failed WA. So, Do you think we actually uh, need a separate, you know, regional bushfire brigade? Well, it's ironic, but uh, the rest of Australia having the um, paid uh, fraternity separated from the volunteer fraternity has worked for decades and centuries, and uh, and it's the most efficient way. When you forcefully push volunteers onto a, into a um, paramilitary philosophy, uh, like the Ferguson pointed out, you're always going to get resist, resistance and it's going to take a lot of work to turn that around. So um, we're certainly um, looking forward to working with uh, Mr Clem in his new role, um, but uh, he's he's been left with a, a pretty big uh, task ahead of him and uh, I've already spoken with him and said that we're, we're on board with him and we're looking forward to change because... Clearly, the outgoing person's culture has failed Western Australia. Right. Well, Darren Clem was a former firefighter, and uh, he has been the assistant commissioner, and he has replaced Wayne Gregson as head of the agency, and he's got an initial term of 18 months rather than usual five years because the future structure of the department is still being considered, which is a good thing that it's still being considered, isn't it? It certainly is. And and we uh, you know, went into the last election with bipartisan support that no matter which government got into power, that um, they would work with us. Um, and, and I've got to commend the McGowan uh, government and uh, Minister Logan for their uh, understanding and, and support in that respect so far. And, uh, you know, just as late as last weekend, talking to the minister myself, I uh, said to him uh, that, you know, we need to get together and, and progress this. But one thing that the volunteers across WA want us to do is to get it right and they don't want us to rush into this and because it is such a complex web uh, and a complex uh, topic we've got to take our time and get it right you certainly do and uh, the last thing anybody needs anywhere in WA or anywhere in Australia I notice there are a few bushfires happening in the eastern states at the moment but we certainly do not need any more catastrophes like we have had in Margaret River and Harvey Yarloop over the last few years. Dave Gossage, President of the Association of Volunteer Bushfire Brigades. Good to talk to you, mate. Have a great day. Thanks, Bacchus, and all the best. Yes, he's back again with your money, Nick Bruning from 7 News and the West Australian. Very good morning, mate. Uh, very good morning to you, Mr Blackley. Um, can I ask a personal question? Oh, of course. How many kids have you got? Only one. One? Yeah. What? <laughs> Well, he's not a he's not a kid anymore. He's an adult, but you know, he's actually he's actually got four with another one on the way. So I've done wow, very so well out of one. Grandfather serious.
50 four times over. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Well, well, we're looking at um, investments and investing for kids today, and um, it's all about, um, you know, the basic things that we should teach our little ones about, um, you know, that money doesn't grow on trees. You've got to, you've got to pay, you know, you've got to work for, uh, for your money that you earn and uh, always try and look at, to, to save a little bit. Looking at the different bank accounts, the one that's of real interest though is once the kids sort of get to 10 or 11, there's more and more grandees and parents setting up little investments for their kids. And we've looked at um, how it works for tax. So, you know, you might decide to uh, to give Junior a couple of thousand dollars worth of um, shares for their, I don't know, 12th, 13th birthday, something like that. Right. Good luck to you if you can do that. Yep. Um, the way the tax office works is that you could stick your name on there, but then you say it's for um, little Blacker's, you know, grand, grandson Blacker's uh, future benefit, whatever. His name's Alex. Name on, yeah. on the there's what? Alex and there's Lincoln. Alex. <laughs> All right. Alex, sorry. Uh, put that on there. Now, providing yeah. you don't go dipping into it, now this is going to be hard, um, that you don't go taking any of the money out of that fund, if it continues on there until Junior gets to 18 years of age, yeah. you can just transfer without any tax implications. Oh, excellent. So that's that's not a bad cool. idea. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you don't end up paying capital gains tax and all the rest of it. So the key is put Alex's name as well as your name on the application form, yep. and then when they get to own his age, you can, uh, you can transfer those shares across. And it's really important these days, we reckon, that shares are introduced to kids. And, you know, when you and I were growing up, it was just the old, what is it, Blacklight Signature Bank account. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, you'll but get now, a little course, CBA passbook at school. I'll put him 20 yeah, cents today. Mate, I've still got mine. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> First penny I ever earned, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so setting those things up for the for the kiddies is important. But teaching a bit about shares because, of course, it's not long once they get to seventeen or eighteen, they're going to be exposed to shares thanks to superannuation and stuff. So excellent stuff. Good way of teaching them a bit about it. All right, mate. Thanks for that info. We'll catch All you right. again next week. Look forward to it. With your weekend sports roundup, it's out of bounds. On the Southwest's Triple M. It certainly is. Aaron Evans, a very good morning. Good morning to you, Blackers. <laughs> Mothballs for the Eagles in 2017 uh, after Saturday night's semi final against the Giants. Stevie Johnson, though. Oh. I kicked them all when the uh, sting was out of the game, but you still got to get it yeah, done, I don't know. you? You do. And um, he wound back the clock there. Dressed there up it. like a mummy with that head bandage. <laughs> it's always a good look whenever <laughs> someone has to don that bandage, isn't it? Yeah. No, they were never in it. The Eagles, too quick, too classy. GWS, they now take on Richmond on Saturday night. The other prelim, the Crows and Geelong. Mm. After the Cats did an absolute number on Sydney. Not many people would have tipped that, eh? No. It's quite strange that after such a close season of footy, apart from the Port and Eagles game, every final's been a blowout. Yeah, it has. We're like talking to Scotty Cummings this week. Yeah. That'll be a laugh. <laughs> Big entertaining. <laughs> Not so here in the uh, southwest in terms of blowout yesterday. Black is plenty of tough, tight, tense footy at hands oval. Bunbury will play in this year's Southwest Footy League Grand Final after winning yesterday's prelim against the Harvey Bulls by five points. Matt Martin, the hero for the Dogs, kicking a winning goal with just four minutes left in the game. We love the intensity that both teams brought. Heartbreaking for the Bulls, losing their third consecutive prelim. Bunbury, though, dare to dream. Looking forward to their clash against HBL on Sunday afternoon immensely. Look forward to our Triple M coverage from 2.40 on Sunday afternoon. Quite remarkably, similar scenes earlier in the afternoon. 
when in the inaugural Southwest Footy League Women's Grand Final, we also had Bunbury taking on the Harvey Bulls. We also had a tough, tight, low-scoring encounter that was decided in the last few minutes by a late Bunbury goal. Lily Taylor goal with just minutes left on the clock giving the Dogs the Premiership winning scoreline of two goals, 4-16 to two goals, 1-13. Great scenes post-match for Trisha Lake and the Bulldogs players. Well done to the girls there and everyone involved with getting that league up and running. As we quickly take a look at other sport, Formula One, Lewis Hamilton has won a chaotic and rain-hit Singapore Grand Prix last night to seize control of the Formula One World Championship after his title rival Sebastian Vettel crashed out in the first lap. Cricket, Australia's brittle batting lineup stumbled again overnight with the Aussies going down in the rain-affected first game of their five-match ODI series against India by 26 runs. Good to see WA's Nathan Coulter-Nile doing well in his return to the team with three for 44. Tennis, Australia's wait to return to the Davis Cup final goes on after being knocked out of the 2017 tournament by by resurgent Belgium. Kyrgios and Thompson both suffered losses in the reverse singles matches. And one last little bit of footy goss. The Australian are reporting this morning that Ken Hinckley has sort of released yes. from his contract yes. go to the Gold Coast. as senior coach <laughs> of Port Adelaide. Who, cause it, would you want to go, though? Poison Chalice. Well, of course. If you, if, would, you, would you rather like... Would you Five like Koshy, deal. Would you like Koshy hanging around you? Yeah, good point. Well said. Oh, Maybe you like just a go. bunch of blowflies. Tony Cochrane, though, the uh, bloke who's in charge up there, he's not much better. <laughs> <laughs> much of a muchness. And let's uh, wrap it up with the latest in MotoGP. Crickets. Nothing. Because they've, they've got a week off. Yeah. Next one's in Spain on the 24th. Okay, thank you very much, mate. Pleasure. <laughs>